0: phone check one two what is this you're now listening to a brand new episode of the play big faster podcast look what you didn't started talk to him attorney high performance coach and speaker sheree prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick from starting a business marketing strategies and the ins and outs of their industries we talk everything from book recommendations lifestyle hacks and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business the play big faster podcast starts now let's go
1: Welcome to the Play Big Faster podcast, where we discuss asset protection and advanced strategies for safeguarding your wealth. I'm Sheree Prince, and today we will be speaking with Brandon Neely about foundational wealth. So let's get started. Brandon, how are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm great. I'm excited to be here, Sheree.
1: Well, look, thank you so much for coming by. Um, We see that you're the co-founder and CEO of Wealth Wisdom Financial. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do as a financial strategist?
2: Yeah, so I, I like to think about us more as a, again, a strategist or a coach, um, helping people reverse engineer almost their lives, their businesses, uh, begin with the end in mind, uh, and part of it goes into, you know, as I started our second business, uh, this is our, our our second, but but our our first one was a coffee shop, and our coffee shop, my my wife and I have been married for. I don't know, a long time, 17, 18 years. I think it's 17 years. Don't tell her I I got it wrong, but um, uh, I think it's almost 18 years. So um, we we started this, we wanted to make a difference in the world, change the world. And we were like, oh, coffee, that makes a difference. The second most widely traded commodity in the world. Americans, the number one consumer. Uh, And so we did it uh, 2011 uh, did everything we thought right. Uh, however, um, uh, it wasn't all right. We, we did the Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman stuff. You know, we, we were like, oh, but we're, we're putting some into our 401ks and our market stuff, but you know, all of that, but it still was not, um, healthy for us. And our business name was called overflow. Uh, that was our, our name of our coffee shop. Uh, however, what I learned is I. I can't overflow if I don't take care of me, if I'm not healthy, uh, both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of those things. Uh, and so that led us into ultimately transitioning out of that business and uh, saying, OK, what are we going to do now? Because because at that point in time and I can go backwards and in, in time on some of this, but um, we were having a child and I was able to like kind of eat ramen and do like things that aren't healthy to, to, for the business, uh, because, you know, I love the business. That's what people say, but you love it. But when you have a child, you, well, it's kind of illegal to put them behind the bar and all that kind of stuff. Um, you're an attorney, you know, you, y yeah, that would happen. Uh, so we're like, well, we need, we need to make a change. And so we, we switched and, and, uh, started this business of all things. I'm in finance, from coffee to, to financial services. And I'm in the infinite banking, banking in yourself space, uh, which is definitely not what I planned, but it's what I love doing because it's about building a good foundation.
1: Well, and I've heard you referred to as the safe money guy. What exactly is foundational wealth when you're talking about infinite banking?
2: Yeah, so I like the the idea... Uh, have you ever heard of like richest man in Babylon that book? Right. Um, and and he says in the book, 10% of all you earn is for you to keep. Right. And we're told, well, no, you know, you know, oh yeah. Well, guess what? Um, what you should do is put it into a 401k and do the company match and do all of that. And I will argue with people, um, in a nice way that savings is different than investing. Putting it in your 401k is a risk that you, you could lose it. It even says it on the top of the pages, right? And you need to have a foundational, uh, strategy. The problem is in our world of, of wall street, we have, uh, taken off the, the advantages of saving and said, well, no, we're not going to give you interest rate on this good, good stuff. We're gonna, uh, incentivize you to put it on credit or do other things. Right. And so what we need to think about is how do we have good savings? Right. And we call it a 10, 10, 10 savings rule. 10% is all, of all you earn is for you to keep, right? That's long-term then you have medium and short-term and we save that. And what better place to put it into it, into a, like a policy that you can still access and it'll still grow as if you never touched it and you can leverage against your policy. To do other cool things, like buy an office condo or something like that.
1: You have something very special that's going on with you right now. A little birdie told me that you may have a book that can help you with some of this information. Tell us about your book.
2: Yeah, so it is not a a book that is all about like which ETFs to buy and what stocks and and all of this. Uh, the book is called, and it's it's literally off the presses it's it's going into kickstarter and and then we are uh, releasing it on our website but it's five smooth stones so i don't know if you're like a um, a christian or, or a church person but the the title came from this idea that in the bible david uh was giving five stones by god to five smooth stones to beat Goliath, right? Uh, and in that, and again, these are this is not about any. It's about setting priorities, right? And what I've what I've learned is our Goliaths is chaos, and our Goliaths are it's confusing, haphazard, anxious, overwhelming, and stressful. Uh, this is the tax code. I mean, this is, I mean, you're you're, you're in the law world, the legal legal code is uh, probably chaos, confusing, haphazard, anxious, overwhelming, and stressful, right? And so what what needs to happen is we have to go from chaos to clarity, right? We need to move from that. And when I do work with my financial uh, clients, my clients, a a lot of times I'm asking the same questions. Well, where do you want to go? Right? What do you want to do? And our inverse and our our five stones are setting your sights, tracking your in and out, inspecting your progress, looking for 1% adjustments and living deliberately. Now, the problem is everybody has a plan for your money, including Wall Street. How do we build a good strategy that where we can access and use our money, play the game, uh, but but being able to still uh grow and and that's where the five smooth stones it is a um book slash journal so we don't give answers we help like, ask the right questions and you journal along that so it's not anything we've ever seen but it's an interactive book
1: so the book is a do-it-yourself but what if because you also have a done with you community is that correct
2: yeah. Okay. So- yeah. So, so it, I think that uh, what I will do as a coach or a guide, right along the way, is you still need to take ownership of your own life. Don't just give it to a guy and say, "Oh, it's going to work." Uh, put it to my stock guy or this guy or that guy, and and that's when trouble happens, you know. Uh, and then you you come in and say, "Hey, you you got taken, and we need to go see a lawyer," uh, right? Um, we need to protect it. Right. And so, so what I like to think about is I want to be alongside you. You need to be the, um, master of your ship, but, but also knowing where the, the keys are, how to, how to play it. And we will help you and the community helps guide that as well, but ultimately the answers come from within. I can't tell you how to get to, you know, starting a, your own coffee shop and I can give you the, the roadmap, but you got to do it. Right. Uh, and so I think that it's it's a challenge because a lot of people want the the results without the work and it takes work.
1: And the thing that I notice is that at Wealth Wisdom Financial, even though you're helping people you with their roadmap, you also have you have some other tools that are available. Tell us about your
2: tools. Yeah, so I again, I specialize in the infinite banking strategy, which is properly designed whole life insurance that uh, you can leverage and use. Which I happen to use to buy my office condo uh, and and be a basically, I'm using the policy. Other one of my tools is these big insurance companies that are that have been have actuaries. They 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 know how the games work. They've been profitable for over a hundred years. So I use those companies to grow my company, right. Which is, is really amazing. So that's one tool, uh, and then knowing how to, to leverage it. So, so again, one of the tools is the tax code, right? So if I know how to play the game, right. So I, this is a fun thing, um, is I used my life insurance policy, uh, again, properly designed. Uh, took a loan uh, against it to buy my office condo. And then my tax liability went down because of um, owning the, I also pay myself rent, um, but depreciation, right. uh, Happened. So then taxes went down because of thinking about it from a different holistic point of view. Another tool that I have is uh, I use uh, a system called profit first. We are profit first certified. And again, it's, thinking about the percentages that go out. And then I just give the money jobs within those things. So uh, I don't know if you've heard of Profit First, but it's an amazing cash flow management system that I love.
1: Now, the great thing is, even though you and I are having this conversation, others also have access to you because you have a podcast and a YouTube channel. So if somebody Wanted to just go and listen to all the great information that you have. How can they get to your podcast?
2: Yeah, if you go to Wealth Wisdom F P, well, Wealth Wisdom Financial. Look up Wealth Wisdom Financial. You can find my podcast. I'm probably on on YouTube, Twitter, uh, all the things. If you look it up, um, I better be searchable. Um, uh, so if you look up Wealth Wisdom Financial, you'll see cartoon versions of me and my amazing wife. Uh, she She's the smart one in our, our family, you know. Um, you got me today, unfortunately. But, um, uh, you know, she brings the heat there and keeps me in compliance to make sure I don't say anything illegal, um, you know, because that would be bad.
1: Definitely. So as part of the journey that some of your clients take... What is your recommendation about how often someone needs to work with a financial strategist or advisor like yourself?
2: I think that you should start early, right, um, right from the beginning. And and here's the thing, you might, you know, your strategist or, or financial person might be your parents, right? I mean, sometimes they're not good people to, to get advice from, right? But it's, it's like learning and being a, a learner from the beginning. And you start building your team because you the game is always moving, right? So, so starting early and being teachable from the beginning and realizing what what is one of the guys? I think Mark Twain says the things you know it just may not be so kind of idea. Not just looking and saying, "Well, uh, Dave Ramsey says that, so it must be right." Like it, things are very complex. Right. So finding a good team of people that uh, care about you and care about your outcomes and can be challenged.
1: It's good that you mentioned that because all of the things that you mentioned are things that are needed, no matter what stage you are in life. But a question that I It is, is this expensive? How much does it cost? Could you kind of touch on fee structures, whether they're commission based, fee based, or just options people should look at when they're looking to engage with someone with your skill sets?
2: Yeah. So I thought about that even with our book, right? So our book is going to be like 40 bucks, right? That's not very uh, expensive if you think about the long range. People might say, well, that's an expensive book. It's 40 bucks, right? But you're interacting and, and it's changing your life, right? So Uh, that's one aspect that I think is what is costly. And the other is like, when I think about building a a strategy, people even said on the life insurance, oh, it was too expensive. Well, in the grand scheme of things, uh, well, I know how my fee structure works. Uh, and I take big commission cuts in building the policies and ultimately as I do work with my clients. I don't get paid until they maybe set up a policy, uh, within the community, we made it low enough to where they can be a part of it. And it's, I mean, you know, we spend money on Amazon and we spend money on, uh, all of these other things like to be entertained, Hulu, Apple TV, you know, all those things, but we don't spend the money and time to, to learn. There's a lot of free information. I mean, my podcast is free right? Anybody can go and listen and yours too, right? And learn. But we also want to make sure that you, you, you value what you pay for, right? And so that's the thing that I, I think is really important. And then I also think about the cost of insurance within a life insurance policy. Well, when are you more likely to die? When when you're older, right? Why does insurance cost more? When you're older why do they why do people not sell term insurance when after age 60 right for the most part right because it costs a lot right uh it's a lot more expensive so people are like yeah but it it costs too much i'm like well if you did it earlier and you built it uh earlier it didn't cost as much really if you think about it and so we want to think about that from a uh, holistic point of view And what's the cost of not doing something? There's also opportunity cost that happens that people don't quantify. And I I think about using my policy. I was able to use my life insurance policy to overcome a flood. Uh, Unfortunately, that happened. That was a cost that I, I incurred that was not expected. And I was able to, because I had access to capital, I was able to sell my business and not close my business right. Uh, and so that was one. And then I'm able to use my same policy, which was portable, because I I trained chains into other businesses. And I was able to leverage and use it for other things like real estate. And I don't know, launching a book or something. I don't know. We haven't used our used it for that. But, but we're doing a Kickstarter. But uh, it's just thinking like creatively and and the game is moving as we go.
1: So now that we've kind of walked through the purpose, the why, you know, why this is important. Before I even come to talk to you, what are some things that I can do to kind of prepare myself so that the clarity is there when we have our conversation about my, you know, my journey on protecting my assets?
2: Yeah, I think you have to ask and our clients in general, we have to ask us, what do we want? What do we want life to be like? You know, most people are sleepwalking through life and then they come back through and they're like, hey, how did I get here? What happened? And they never actually made a plan of what do they want, right? What do they they want life to look like for them? You know, and and then you give your money jobs towards that. So I have one of my goals uh, for me is I have a five-year-old and I want uh, him to visit six of the seven continents before he's 18 that's a goal. Um, right. And the reason I have it as a time-based goal, uh, he's five 18, that's 13 years, right? Well, then I have to put those, those things in place to make sure we get there. And, and I didn't say that he's going alone, right? I, that means I'm going with and it's time there and it's built around family, not about business, you know, but all of that is interconnected. And, and that's a, the thing that we have to also think about as our family, running a business, it all interconnects. And a lot of times people are uh, not even paying themselves. That's why I like profit first, because it says, Hey, pay yourself. Um, because we're like, Oh, but the business, you know, we'll do it later. Well, no, you got to implement it through uh, right from the beginning and having a good team Helps you.
1: Now, you mentioned something early in the interview. Um, you mentioned two names that are well known Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman. And, you know, I know there are people that are pro Dave and anti Dave. Um, what is your stance? I know that saving is different than investing, but in terms of paying off debt first versus savings, because people, there are, you know, different schools of thought. Should I pay my debt off and then save, or should I save and then pay my debt?
2: It depends on the debt, uh, right? And this this is the challenge within these financial edutainers. They'll say, um, yeah, you need to do this. You're crazy, you're stupid, you know? And sometimes, I mean, it might be college debt, right? And it might be 300,000 in college debt because you thought it was gonna work out and and it didn't. Uh, And then you're, I have 60 year olds that have still student debt. Does that mean they don't save for retirement, right? uh no we got to start thinking uh holistically and remember i did not pay off all of my debt whenever i we started the coffee shop right i still started saving and then i leveraged the asset that i was building my my safe money to pay off the debt uh the high interest debt and then what what i think is a balance of of thinking through what is good debt and bad debt. Don't be a, don't be saying I owe myself this, I deserve this, and buying a a, a car you can't afford or other things. Uh, and I think that's the challenge is we we are marketed to all the time saying we deserve it when we don't. Um, and then at the same time, so I like some of that uh, that Dave talks about, but then I also think. How did Elon Musk buy um, Twitter or whatever it's called? X?
1: Did he not leverage that from like his previous acquisition of PayPal and just kind of Tesla and roll that in?
2: So he used that to buy another asset. So Dave would say, Oh, well, that was stupid. Well, he, I, I think Elon Musk is pretty rich. So we have to realize the, um, the way that money works and banks leverage debt all the time. Don't do what the banks tell you to do, do what the banks do. That's fractional reserve banking. They're using your money you put in there to go give it to somebody else at a higher interest rate. So how do we play that game and understand that we are all in the banking business, uh, every one of us, and don't be the, the crazy person that's, you know, buying, using cards and it's 23% interest that that's, that's not as smart, but understanding how do we leverage that wisely? That's why people buy houses. Right. Um, but then escrow savings in a house and and why interest rates are going up. Right. Um, because people are like, oh yeah, well, uh, we need to figure this out. Let's, let's, you know, raise interest rates to the lower. I don't know, this, this whole thing is a mess, but, um, so. The answer is, I like some of that. He doesn't have it all together whenever he thinks about infinite banking type policies, not all policies are the same, the way in which he talks about it. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't do that policy either, uh, that Dave says. Um, but the other factor that I think about too, and I'll, I'll hush from here, um, is how did that whole system of line of thinking? Work for our parents our former business name was grandma's wealth wisdom and the tagline is sometimes intelligent skips a generation there's this idea of sequence of returns and volatility uh, that people are saying now that that four percent rule doesn't actually exist, work anymore that it has to be a lot less and what we've said is uh, wisdom isn't working and we have to re go back go back and say maybe maybe we were all led astray
1: now and for those that are not familiar with the four percent rule what is the four percent rule
2: basically it's saying your assets if you had like a million million dollars uh you could conservatively take four percent from that and not worry about running out of money right uh and there's um experts out there wade fowl doc is uh, a doctor of retirement right he's saying well that's not going to work anymore uh it was great maybe at the time uh but it's more like 2.8 or or less right uh and changing because of volatility or sequence of returns risks um and that's the the challenge in our financial world is we're we're told to invest not save we're told to risk and and we'll get a reward no matter what but the the problem with risking is you could also not get a reward doesn't say that I mean it says no risk no reward but you could risk and lose it all I mean that that's business ownership right um so we have to rethink and and I like to think about it from a cash flow perspective build our good foundation regardless of what happens regardless of a a covid crisis or aliens or something else that's going to happen. I don't know. Um, How do we best build a good foundation?
1: Awesome. Brandon, you have really given us some gems today. Is there something that you want to leave um, the audience with just some parting thoughts?
2: Yeah. My main thing is you as the listener, be the master of your own ship. Don't just hand the keys to somebody like me and say, you do it for me or to, you know, uh, anybody, right? You you have to understand how it works. You know, you're you're not going to be an expert in law like, like uh, Sheree you are, but you know, like we want to at least kind of have a big, vague idea, so we so we know we're not being taken. Uh, and then, of course, go to uh, wealthwisdomfp.com slash shop, and we have that Kickstarter going. It's probably already halfway on done, if not all the way done. But uh, you can pre-order this five smooth stones book. Uh, In the book, we have spreadsheets and all kinds of things like we put in here. I don't know if you can see this. But we put that in there, because we wanted it to be what would I do? And thinking from a business owner, how do I make sure and and pivot? If the business isn't going well, what what are the indicators that are telling me blinking red things are wrong, um or it's green. Let's move forward. Um we wanted to have those dashboards in place. Um so go to wealthwisdomfp.com slash shop if you want to buy that. And of course find us on YouTube, Twitter, social media or wait, it's not Twitter, it's X. Uh, YouTube Facebook, I don't know, wherever it's at.
1: Well, look, that brings us to the end of this episode. Brandon, thank you so much. And listeners, if you have not already secured a copy, please go check out um, Brandon's new book, Five Smooth Stones. And until next time, play big faster.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.